Okay, there is an research podcast. Steven Sewell, 20 minute power hour. We're gonna go uh, talk about this dude that was murdered in the middle of town with 40 people who watched him die and no one said a word. Sick. This is a crazy story. What if. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Did he deserve it? Was he a bad he, guy? He was a bad piece, he's a piece of shit. Oh. Yeah, so he deserved it. We'll, we'll go through it because I, I have a whole thing here. Uh, this is a story. I don't know how. Like, they made a movie about this dude. Or really? a story, And they did. Like, I don't think it was that popular. There was a meat for TV movie, and then like I think they did a story on um, what's it, 60 Minutes or some shit or Dateline. And when it, was this? It happened in the 70s. Oh. So. I wasn't around. No, you. <laughs> you were not around. Okay, so let's get into it. The story of Rex McElroy, someone who was so despised that a whole town watched him get killed, and were completely okay with it. Uh, what if you were such a piece of shit person that you were murdered in broad daylight in front of 40 people and no one said a, a word about it? That's what he gets. That's what, what you gets. get. Like, you know how much, how bad of a person must you be that to happen? Dude, it's, it's just like the one co-worker at work that just sucks and nobody likes. Or the one kid at, at school that even the teacher fucking hates. Yeah. It's like, good, he got expelled. Good, he got fucking killed. Yeah, like, no one cares about this fool. Yeah, fuck this guy. Like the whole town just watched this dude get murdered and then not a single person who saw him die said a word to the cops or the FBI. Yeah. Uh, that's the story of Rex McElroy, someone who was so despised that the whole town watched him get killed and was completely satisfied with it. And after hearing his story, you will fully understand why. Ken Rex McElroy was an American criminal and convicted attempted murderer alleged child molester and rapist Jesus. who resided in Skidmore, Missouri, United States. He was derided and vilified as the town bully and his unsolved killing became the focus of international attention. Simply because how obviously blatant his murder transpired and also how many people witnessed the murder uh, even partook in it, but no one said a word or testified to find who actually Kick him the in the balls! So, uh, we'll get to it. it he, he doesn't get kicked in the balls it gets worse right uh we'll get into it. fatality fatality over the course of his life mcelroy was accused of countless felonies including assault child molestation statutory rape arson animal cruelty hog and cattle wrestling and burglary this dude terrorized the town he lived in for decades by being a complete asshole yet always escaped justice by judicial indifference to the crimes outright intimidation and threats to violence to who had any one who spoke against him, and he manifested an overwhelming personality that it was hard to not find intimidating. So he was just basically... Is this like, a big dude? Is he yeah, like he's a, a big blur. Is there a picture dude. of this guy? I'm going to look up a picture of this Rex guy. McElroy. Rex McElroy. In all, he was indicted 21 times but escaped conviction each time except for his last. And that last conviction resulted in his quote-unquote murder. Okay, long story short, in 1981, McElroy was convicted of attempted murder and the shooting of the town's 17-year-old grocer, Ernest Bo Bowenkamp. But this final crime would also be the final straw for the town of Skidmore, Missouri. That's it, I'm kicking I'm your ass. I've had enough, had it up to here with your old bitch ass. He kind of looks like a, like a big mafia guy. Like, like a, a big, this, oofy this mafia big, guy? A big dude, almost like a... Like a goon. Yeah. Like just some sort of strong... Yeah, like a big... Get the goon. Yeah. I don't know the actor's name, but he's always a mafioso. 
Uh, Rex McElroy successfully appealed the conviction and was released on bond, after which he engaged in an ongoing harassment campaign against Bowen Camp and anyone who, wet, who was rightly sympathetic to Bowen Camp himself. This also included the church's town minister, who Rex threatened openly and often sat in his car outside the minister's house. So he would just, like, cruise through your house, like, park there and just, like, stare at you. Sip like, on his beer. And yeah, he's like, oh, you, you fucking say a word, motherfucker. Mate. You know what happens if you say a fucking word. Piece of shit. Piece of fucking shit. You see me sitting here? Yeah, that's right. He does the eyes, the <laughs> yeah. eyes on the point, and I'm watching you. Watching you, <laughs> uh, He brazenly appeared one day in a local bar, the D&G Tavern, armed with an M1 Garand rifle, angry and aggressively threatening to kill Born Camp to everyone who was in the bar. Uh, the town at this point has had enough, and after his crazed display at the bar, McGower was shot to death in broad daylight as he sat with his wife Trina in his pickup truck oh, on Skidmore's main street. He was struck by multiple bullets from at least two different firearms in front of a crowd of a people estimated to numbering around 40, all seemingly gathered in a conspiracy to rid the town of its the biggest piece of shit kick in the town. Ass, yeah. ass, ass, Fucking shoot him again! Ass, ass. Shoot him again! Like He's just like, like sitting in his truck. Yeah. Already, he has a gun himself. You think the, the wife was like, good, or she had a gun too? Oh, we'll get... We'll he's get, not dead yet. We'll get into the whole wife thing, because this is that story's fucked up too. Oh, um, to date, no one has been charged in the connection with McElroy's murder because despite having countless eyewitnesses, no one would testify to what actually transpired that day. Uh, even though everyone pretty much knows exactly was what there. happened. Yeah, everyone, yeah. Pretty much the whole town, half the town was there. all like comic books there. about him and shit. Yeah, so they all saw, everyone's, pretty much the whole town saw what, what happened. I'm surprised they, they didn't like, shit. just beat his ass like for a, for a little bit, you know, like it's... Kick his ass for a bit. I think they just figured, like, just fucking kill him. Get him out of the way. Like, we don't even bother with this dude. Uh, okay, here's his background. McElroy was born in 1934, the 15th of 16 children, to poor migrant tenant farming parents who moved between Kansas and the Ozarks before settling in Skidmore, Missouri. He dropped out of school at the age of 15 in the 8th grade. <laughs> Damn. He was, in, he was 15 when he was in the 8th grade. Jesus. He must have been a you dumb, flunked, dumb, 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 yeah, dumb. You a big there. dummy. You're a big old dumb goon. That's what he is. Uh, and quickly established local reputation as a cattle wrestler, small-time thief, and womanizer. For more than two decades, Myth Elroy was suspected of being involved in theft of grain, gasoline, alcohol, antiques, and livestock. But he avoided conviction when charges were brought to him against him 21 times. After often after witnesses refused to testify because he aggressively intimidated them each time. He was charged with a crime. Uh, he frequently would follow his targets or park outside their homes and intently watch them to, as an act of intimidation. So he would like get like arrested, and then he'd be let go on bond or like bail or whatever. Then he'd be like just the whole time. And there's a small town, so like they like punking the cops. Yeah, too the or cops too. Like so, the cops just like didn't want to deal with it. And Shoot. then uh, the the judge, <clears throat> like, like the the courts, didn't really want to deal with it. They're just like, just fucking leave the kid, leave the dude, the dude be, or whatever. Dude, surprises is like, house didn't get like, pranked on like, egged and shit. Or he like, didn't get fucking killed Or too. just get murdered by another, like a group of dudes, like me and you, Steve, hey Steve, get, get Sean Con and somebody <laughs> else and let's go fuck this guy up. 
I'm yeah, down. I think he was just kind of like he was too intimidating. Like he's too fucking gnarly to like even like make it like consider. He kind of like uh, like Debo yeah. from uh, Friday. Yeah, Debo from Friday. He was just like like when he was around, everyone was on edge because he was like over the top and aggressive to everyone. Whoop like fool. <laughs> <laughs> My mama gave me that chain. Okay. McElroy fathered more than ten children with with many different women. He met his last wife, Trenna McLeod, when she was only 12 years old and in 8th grade. What the fuck? He allegedly raped McLeod repeatedly upon their first meeting Easy. and abused her during their entire relationship. Uh, yeah, I, I figured. I, I could have guessed. She became pregnant when she was 14 and dropped out of school in the ninth grade and went to live with McElroy and his second wife, Alice, who was also underage when they uh, began their relationship. What the hell? <laughs> and Trina and Elroy were quote unquote married to avoid any sort of legal repercussions due to the age gap and statutory rapes charges that were inevitably going to be filed by Trina's parents. McElroy divorced Alice, then quickly married Trina that same day, with Alice being the only witness to this act of matrimony. So he had already done this to another girl, Alice. Jeez. Already had kids with her. Um, I'm not in my head. <laughs> yeah, d- divorced her. When he met, like, met this chick, like, basically raped and molested her, got her pregnant, and then was like, well, fuck, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get in trouble, so unless I marry this bitch, so he marries her, and then divorces the other girl. And making, could, making faces of And the other girl was like, th- like, this is the thing about, like, with, uh, abused, like, relationships, that, like, she just felt kind of... You feel helped, trapped. Trapped to, yeah, to, to go along with it. Yeah. It's like, what was, what's he gonna do if he just, if... The if he Alice, lives, yeah. If the Alice girl just bounces, what's he going to do to Alice when he's going to find her and fucking do yeah. something hard to her? So she was just living in fear the whole, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it sucks. It's the worst. <clears throat> so 16 days after Trina gave birth, both she and Alice fled to Trina's mother's and stepfather's house. According to count records, McElroy tracked them down and brought them both back. He soon returned to Trina's parents' home when they were away, shot the family dog, and burned the house to the ground. Yeah, what a piece of <laughs> shit. Asshole, this right? fucking guy. This fucking guy, dude. This, the then fuck? he didn't even get like fucking arrested for or held in jail for this long. What the hell? He gets he gets away with this. It's the seventies, dude. <laughs> yeah, the 70s. get away with so much shit back then. Uh he was arrested, booked, arraigned, but eventually released on two hundred two thousand five hundred dollars bail. Uh Trina and her baby were placed in foster care at a home in Maryville, Missouri. But Milk Elroy at times was seen sitting outside the foster home of Trina and their daughter for hours at a time, just staring at it menacingly. So he's already doing the whole like, intimidating. What a fucking weirdo, dude! Yeah, what the he's f- a, he was a head case, dude. This guy's a mental. What the hell, man? You've seen why he had to have something wrong with him, dude. Yeah, but... so you're seeing why this guy deserved to be killed by the whole time. Yeah, right? dude. I keep. Like, this is just the girl that I'm he's like, involved yeah, with. Yeah, that's enough to. Fucking and she's a child. A she's like 14. Yeah, that's enough, dude. That's all you. Uh, he, soon, he soon told the foster family that he would trade a girl for a girl to get his child back, since he knew where the foster family's biological daughter went to school and what bus route she rode. So now he's threatening the foster family's, their own biological daughter, to get his wife and his kid back. And after these threats, additional charges were filed against McElroy, to which he was put on further probation. Still not in jail. Just on probation. Shaking my head in disapproval. <laughs> so this is what leads us up to the modern day. That's just some of his backstories. Shit that like just won't automatically just make it. Just I'm already down to, to beat him up, dude. Let's go. Let's he kick. Probably wouldn't. He'd probably kick your ass. I you know. See how big That's why I said let's get people. 
Why not just kill the fool? Well, that's what I'm saying. For, I, I feel first a little beat up is in order, and then... Um, in 1980, one of McElroy's children got into the argument with a clerk, Evelyn Sumi, in a local grocery store owned by the seven-year-old Ernest Bo Bonkamp. We talked about him a little bit earlier, and his wife Lois. Allegedly because the young, the young McElroy child tried to steal some candy. So McElroy saw this as a slight against his family and thus began stalking the Bonkamp family and eventually threatened Bonkamp in the back of his store with a loaded shotgun. So it's like he doesn't want to have face put any responsibility for his kid trying to steal candy from this dude's store. He or just thinks that it's just like this dude is like, no, nah, it's your fault that my kid was stealing candy. You shouldn't have candy in your store. <laughs> like it's just like getting not getting mad at the person who's committing the crime, getting yeah, the person yeah. that caught you committing the crime. It's like fucking weird mental, uh, sociopathic behavior. Yeah, dude. Scary. <clears throat> okay, it gets worse. In the ensuing confrontation, McElroy shot Bowen Camp in the neck, but Bowen Camp survived. And uh, McElroy was arrested and charged with attempted murder. Uh, McElroy was eventually uh, convicted at trial for the assault, was freed on bail pending his appeal. So he shot this dude in the neck, got convicted of attempted murder, and then they still let him out. Like, they didn't keep him in jail. Like, what kind of of crazy shit? Like, he's already done so many things that just, like... His track record alone should have just left him. Uh, the the laws back then, dude. They're the same laws we have now, yeah, just like, but, but they don't where enforce is, them. Where was where was this? At? Missouri. Jesus. But it's the same laws we have now. It's just they yeah. just don't like this. Like we can't keep them in jail. You think it's just laziness? It's like totally, cops? yeah, totally, just, totally like, cop- ah, just let them go. It's total complete laziness by the judicial system and by the that's police that's why force. all those serial killers back then got away with all with of the it the fucking shit. Jeffrey Dahmer shit too it's like yeah. yeah they're just gay lovers it's fine don't worry about Jeez. it it'll be fine immediately after being released at his post trial hearing McElroy went to the D&G tavern the local bar with an M1 ground rifle with a bayonet attached so he even had a bite like a knife attached to his bayonet uh, uh, and made graphic threats about what he would do to Bone Camp terrifying everyone in the bar Kill you. Kill you. This led to several patrons deciding to see what they could legally or not legally do to prevent McElroy from harming anyone else in their town. This is where the conspiracy gets deep. Uh, the county sheriff, Dan Estes, suggested that they form a neighborhood watch, or as some would claim more succinctly, a vigilante a group. A mob. A mob. Yeah, just do a neighborhood watch. You know, just wink, keep, wink. Yeah, just keep an eye on this guy. Bring some bets, boys. And once again, almost comically at this point, McElroy's appearing was again delayed despite his loud and boisterous threats against Bowen Camp. Okay, now let's get to the day of his actual murder. The murder. On, morning, on the morning of July 10th, 1981, townspeople met at the Legion Hall in the center of town with Sheriff Estes, to discuss how to protect themselves from McElroy. But during the meeting, McElroy arrived at the D&G Tavern once again, but with his wife Trina. As he sat drinking at the bar, word got back to, him to, the, back to the men at the Legion Hall that he was back in town and being aggressive, confrontational, and belligerent. Being so like, they're already making a, they're like already in the town hall, like saying, like, what's, what do we do if this dude comes back? Um, and then he does actually come back that same day. So then they all hear about, oh, he's fucking back in town, son. We got, this might be our chance to get this Let's fool. Let's get him. Uh, 
So Sheriff Estes simply instructed the assembled group to not get into any direct confrontation with McElroy and supposedly once again seriously told them to consider forming a neighborhood watch group to observe him. So now yeah. they're just like, I think he's not, he's like hinting. Hinting like, like, dude, you guys will just look the other way. This is what happens next. Right, this is the funniest part. Chef Estes then, some might purpose say purposely, drove out of town in his police cruiser. So the only sheriff in uh, town, he's like, oh, I got I got errands to run. Right. You guys can handle this, right? I'm out. The citizens decided to go to the tavern en masse. The bar was soon filled with the townsfolk concerned for what McElroy would do next. After McElroy finished his drinks, purchased a six-pack of beer, and nonchalantly left the bar and entered the pickup truck. Before he was even able to get his keys into the ignition, sh- someone shot at McElroy from a short distance range. Oh, bam. Bah, bah, bah. He was then shot again. Crack, crack. And again. Crack. And again. Crack, crack, crack. He was shot at least several times. Um, once by a center fire rifle and once by a twenty-two rim fire rifle. Pew, pew, pew. Which left him mortally wounded. So he was like, oh, well, God, God. I think I caused enough mayhem for the day. I got my beer, I got my wife, I'm going to go home and what a fucking beer. Piece of and shit, he gets dude. in the car, he's about to start his car, and all these gut fucking shots start coming out of like left field, just hitting him like several times. A real piece of shit. Yeah. Dude. Hell yeah, that's what he gets. He sat in his truck bleeding to death as the townspeople simply stood and watched, unsympathetic to the man who spent his whole life terrorizing the town. They were like, in all, there were 40 potential <laughs> witnesses to the shooting, including Trina McElroy, who was in the truck with her husband when he was shot. Not a single person who witnessed the shooting called for an ambulance or even bothered <laughs> to attempt to. They just sat there and watched him Ima- die. Imagine if the ambulance did get there. They're like, oh, oh this him? fucking guy? Uh, uh, I guess. Let me go, let's go take our lunch first. Oh, dude, yeah, we're on a break. <laughs> I know we just, like, you know, there's a lunch special. Take an cafe. hour lunch. Yeah. Oh man, okay. Uh, he'll be fine, right? Like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, so, yeah, they basically just sat back and watched this fool die. That's what's up. Only Trina, his wife, claimed to be able to identify the gunman, but every other witness either was unable to name an assailant or claimed to not have seen who fired the fatal shots. The district attorney, even with Trina's willingness to identify at least one of the shooters, Declined to even press charges or open a criminal case for the murder. So they didn't even like bother to investigate it at all Shit. in the town. Hell yeah. Every single eyewitness, which was the good majority of Skidmore, Missouri, refused to say a single word as to what happened that day. And even the people tasked with trying to investigate it felt it wasn't even worth the effort. So no one's like... It's like we'll just Kate, we'll just uh, it's like unsolved. Uh, it's just it's one of those things where like nobody will show up to your funeral. Yeah, well, actually, they do kind of mention that no one did show up to his funeral As except for his, except for like maybe one of two of his kids because he was abusive to his kids too. Uh, uh, he was yeah. a real just piece of shit. It reminds me of the Green Day song "Ha Ha You're Dead." You ever heard of it? No. I Slap it in that. there. Slap it in there. It talks about just this, like kill or being happy that some douchebag died. Okay, so, although an extensive federal investigation eventually took place into the murder of the man in broad daylight with countless witnesses, it did not lead to any charges. So even like when the feds got involved, 
no one was saying shit. It's like, you saw what happened, right? Like, no, what happened? Yeah. Like, he, somebody killed this guy. And I'm like, I'm not so sure He's about like, that. I did it. I shot him. Okay, <laughs> did not see nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad he's dead. Hope he burns in hell. A Missouri-based journalist, Steve Boer, described the ten- attitude of the townspeople of Skidmore, Missouri, as this. Quote, he just needed to be killed. He was just a fart that wouldn't go away. Yeah, so we made it go so away. Made it go. What made you want to talk about this guy? I don't know. I just read, I kind of like heard about the story. I'm like, this would be an interesting topic to do on the podcast. Yeah. Because it's just a funny story that like it's the whole, pretty, I, mean, I don't the think guy was a piece of shit, yeah, so he dude. deserved to get killed. He should have been killed way earlier it's than kinda, he did. I don't think that shit will fly nowadays, dude. Like, no. Even if it was like a real piece of shit, they'd probably be like kind of like when you throw somebody in jail. I was like, the fools in jail even want to kill that guy. You know? Yeah, they're like, oh, what are you in here for? Like, well, I've been fucking this fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah, you're getting like, oh, fucked up. Oh shit, yeah. that's cool. And then two days later, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they, that's what they get, dude. That's like, I'm all for that. Um, yeah, so I think it's just really, to me, it's just really funny that like even to this day, the people that were still there because there's well, it happened like in the '80s, so forty about forty years ago. People are still alive that saw this good dude get killed and they're still not saying a word. I would, if I was there, I would also be like, good. Yeah. I'd probably help make the fucking uh, the posse or whatever. Would you be the one that pulled the trigger? I probably would, man. If I it was like, if nobody else would do it, I'll fucking do it. Fuck this guy. So a lot of the stories that people that knew didn't really know how much of abusive he was to his wives and how, like, they knew that he was... Like with underage girls a yeah, lot. It's, it's always it's, worse than what you think or yeah. what you hear. It's always worse. So he don't. No one really knows exactly what their day to day lives were back then. Probably, probably shitty as fuck. Yeah, they're just, like, living in terror, objective terror. Raping her every fucking day. And then, um, then he had kids, so he probably like he was abusive Hit to them kids, every day. Yeah. Sure. Just a fucking gnarly sociopathic asshole drunk dude that just never hated hated everyone. What a dick, dude. Uh, so he got what he deserves. And that's the story. No one wanted to say shit. That's what he gets. That's what he gets. I mean, like, I would want to see. I would want to believe, like, if I got murdered, people would want to investigate my murder. Yeah, dude, I'd go to your funeral. You find. I would expect every single one of you guys to come to our funerals. And find who killed the dude. And find out who killed us. And we're gonna haunt your ass. Cause Cause the by the time this guy comes out, we'd be we're gone. Love you. Uh, Shout out. Shout out. Squid Squad. Squid Squad. <laughs> um, all, all the, the family, all you listeners. All you listeners. Whoever's listening, shout out to you. 